Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 28. And this is going to be a special anniversary edition. But before we get to that, I'd like to welcome any listeners who are joining us for the first time. Our show typically features things that we love at Disney, as well as in most episodes, we have a special guest who tells us a little bit about how they can create Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we really appreciate you taking time to be able to leave a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, as well as any of the other platforms that you listen to us on. We greatly appreciate those, and we always like to give a shout out to anyone who does leave those reviews to us. And as I alluded to earlier, today's show is going to be a little different because we are celebrating one year anniversary of the podcast. What do you think about that, Chris? It's awesome. <laughs> so it is kind of a milestone. So we want to do a little bit different. We're going to do a few different things in today's show. We're going to talk about the top five things that we learned about podcasting or kind of our favorite things about the last year. And we're going to give you a bit of a preview of what's coming up over the next 12 months in terms of some of the special content we'll have for you. And of course, continuing to have all those great vendors and um, service providers out there. So if you know someone that you'd love to have on the show, or if you're a vendor yourself, please reach out to us on Instagram or on Facebook, or you can shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And we're always looking for new individuals who might be interested in being on the show. Now, kind of to follow what our normal route is that we do for our guest, I went back through and found the top or the five icebreakers that we've used with our guests over the years because we typically do three or four guests before I switch the re- the icebreaker. So are you ready for these, Chris? I figure we'll go through. Let's no do peeking. it. Oh, I just did. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, what is your favorite restaurant at a Disney park and why? Oh, wait, you mean in the park? In the park, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Um... Because I know you were going to probably say Ohana. Right? Yeah, yeah you, I was so excited to think, like, is it in a park? Um, you know what, Vanessa, how about you answer this one, then I'll, I'll answer. Give me a couple of seconds to think about it. Um, I would think maybe Jungle Skipper Canteen. Oh, I like that at Magic Kingdom. Or in terms of characters in the park, I have recently started to really like Garden Grill at Epcot. I've had really good character interaction there. Um, so I think those might be my two. I also enjoy things at the World Showcase, but when I think of Disney, that's not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind. Sure, I'm really kind of struggling on this one, so I'm just going to say that 50s restaurant. Oh, yeah, 50s Primetime Cafe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is. is a fun one, too, and they always have really good food. So that's a good one. Now, the next one, this one might be a little easier. What is your favorite park at Walt Disney World? Uh, what's the Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. And why would you say that? Because of Everest. Yes, yeah. I would say my favorite is going to be Epcot, and not just because we got married there and we had our vow renewal. I've just always loved Epcot long before I even met Chris. Um, I like the mix of the rides and the shows and I love things like the American Adventure and the special events that they have etc so I would say Epcot now the next one is what is your favorite Disney attraction what does that mean 
It can be a ride, a show, however you want to interpret um, it. I like getting the photos with the characters. You like the photo, the character meet and greets? Yes. Well, actually, I like doing my version <laughs> of the character yeah. meet and greets. <laughs> yeah, Chris is not, uh, he doesn't always have the patience to stand in line. So what I do <laughs> is I position myself where I can be, get myself, my face, and then the characters in the background, and I take photos. And I've had more than a couple of cast members go, are you part of this family? When I'm standing like on the other side of the line, I'm like, yes, I am. But we do wait in the real line. No, correct. Yeah. But people, you know, I like to take my own selfies with the, the characters. That's actually one of the things I really like doing at the park. Is, is the char- meeting with the characters? My own personal yeah. way. Yes. <laughs> well, I would say probably my favorite Disney attraction that's a tough one, but I really like some of the classic roller coasters. Like, I have a lot of great memories with Big Thunder Mountain, just, like, different family members that I've ridden those that with. Also, like, Space Mountain. My great aunt, I remember riding it when she it was her first roller coaster when she was, like, in her 70s. So I think some of those classic um, roller coasters I have some great memories with, so I would probably have to go with one of those. I also love Everest as well. Now, the next one is similar, but it is a little different. What is your favorite movie-inspired attraction at a Disney park? Oh, that's a good one. Movie-inspired? I had How to about think you go? about this. I had to think about it, and I do like some of the classic... Like, the classic things in, like, Fantasyland and that. But I think if you were having to go with, like, just look on par with the new things, I would maybe go with, like... A passage in Avatar, like in the world of Pandora. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I that that's not my movie, but I'm saying it's just an attraction, like in movie. Yeah, it's not attraction. Um, let me see what I don't like. I don't like Avatar. <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. But we haven't seen been to Galaxy's Edge yet. No, I just don't like yeah. Star Wars in general. Yeah. Um, hmm, what else do I not like? Don't alienate all of our listeners. Oh, I don't care about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, you know, I'm going to just have to kind of keep it simple. I'm just going to go with Frozen because I think the, the Norway oh, yeah. ride was fun. Yeah. And then the adding the, yeah, the Frozen the piece, that yeah, was nice. that's a good one. And I think, too, I also enjoy, like I said, some of the ones in Fantasyland. I like my friend, best friend. Her, one of her favorite rides is Peter Pan. I do enjoy that. That's kind of fun. So I, I think that... W- I think all of these end up being oh, tough for us. Let me change that to okay. uh, the the dwarfs, the mine dwarfs. Oh, seven dwarfs mine train. Yeah, I yeah, like that's that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, because it has some speed to it. It's also not jerky or anything. It's no, smooth, yeah. and the animatronics are pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree. Yeah, that's I like the animatronics. One. Now, the last icebreaker that we've used is: What is your favorite snack at a Disney park? Okay, this I don't know if it actually existed or if it's a figment of my imagination, <laughs> but it's a place. Oh, I don't know where is it. It's outside of like the America Place, America Town. Are you talking in Magic Kingdom? Yes, America Town. <laughs> there, I could have sworn Liberty Square. Yes, I could have sworn there was an ice cream sandwich that was sandwich, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies with like essentially cookies and cream ice cream. Sleepy Hollow. You're talking about Sleepy Hollow, the little walk-up window? Yes. I could have sworn that there was a sandwich (laughs) that was chocolate chip cookies that were both nice and crunchy, or nice and chewy, and then not vanilla ice cream, but cookies and cream. And I I don't I think I might just... That must have been in a dream, because (laughs) the people there have never heard of it. Didn't you get something else there last time? 
No, I get my oh, cookies okay. and my cookie sandwich. Oh, okay. Now, I would say, I mean, if I had to go classic, I would say Dole Whip Float. But there's also so many. I love all the cupcakes and stuff that you can get at um, some of the different bakeries and walk-ups. If I had to just pick one that's a constant, though, I do like the carrot cake cookie sandwich that they now have at the trolley Starbucks location at Hollywood Studios. I love that when it was back the writer stop years ago, that carrot cookie um, sandwich where it's got the cream cheese frosting in the middle. That might be my like more unusual Disney snack that I like a lot. So it's kind of fun. We always try to rotate those icebreaker questions. Those are all the ones that we've done with our guests so far. And so look forward to in the next year, we're going to have lots of Lots more guests, and we'll have a lot more icebreakers to to hear from all of them and hopefully share with all of you about. Now, we have had 22 guests over the last year, and like we mentioned at the beginning, if you would like to be on a future episode, please reach out, or if you know someone, feel free to um, tag them in any of our posts. We'd love to reach out to them. Now, we want to go over a little bit about what are our top five things related to the podcast over the last year. And I think you could take this in a couple different directions. I will just go back and forth between the two of us. I'm saying that it can be something you learn, maybe one of your favorite things about the podcast. Anything that any other parameters you want to put on that, Chris? No, whatever you want. Okay. So we'll go back and forth. You want me to start? Of course. Okay. So our top five things from the last year with the podcast, I would say my first one is really getting to know all of the amazing products and things that are out there that the vendors and service providers have available because I can tell you I have bought some really cool things from some of our guests on our show and I wish I could buy something from everybody because they all have some really amazing things and you look at Etsy and you shop around and you think you know what kind of things are out there but every day I'm seeing and finding something new on Instagram or in other parts of the Disney community that I just would never have fathomed that there was that kind of Disney products and things out there. So it's been really exciting to kind of learn and see all of the different things that people are creating and coming up with. And it seems like there's something new every day. Would you agree with that? or what's your I thought? agree. Yeah. So now it's over to you. We're going to do I'm, number two. I'm going to see just the willingness for people to share their story. I think people really love to talk about their inspiration, their products. And I think what's exciting is just to hear people you know, really share their journey. And because ultimately to make the decision to create a product and create an Etsy store and do all the work that goes into it, I mean, that's a big jump leap of faith because ultimately when you do this, it's just really a concept. Mm -hmm. And it's neat to talk to people because they say, you know, I initially had the inspiration that I took these steps to create my product. And really a lot of people, it doesn't take them very long to get some traction and really start to make a difference in their business. So I think that's really the cool thing is people sharing their story. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that kind of maybe ties into my next one that I was going to say is really how people kind of, it's almost by accident. Like people, so many of our guests have made something for themselves and they've worn them on a trip or shared pictures of it on social media and they've just found a huge response from other people, which has kind of inspired them to start an Etsy shop or their own website or whatever it would may be. So kind of my third thing would be the fact that you can take something that you love and 
by just by sharing it with the world, you never know what may come of it. And that I think has been really cool to see because so many people it's been like, oh, I made some shirts and I went into the park on my trip and I had so many people ask me about it. I ended up making them and all of those kind of things. So that's kind of been really interesting for me to hear how people have just kind of stumbled upon it. So many people have just like us, we have day jobs and you have your own career and you have other things going, but you're still able to weave that love of Disney into things. So it's been kind of really exciting and interesting to me as well. Now, going on to you, what would be your, what would be number four? I think just a newfound appreciation of the Disney products. I'm not an ear wearer. I, I will probably never buy a pair of ears. No. But it's just awesome to see what people have done with it of you know something that in the park is to a degree i would think a common item mm-hmm. i mean it's it's in a lot of stores it's there but what our designers have been able to do with something that's relatively basic and they've been able to really bring new life to it and it's something that i mean i'll still say i'm not going to buy them and or probably wear ears i mean, this just not what i'm into but when you see what they're able yeah, to the do it all yeah for yeah. you know it's one of those things where it, it might make me want to buy them for somebody else mm-hmm. and i think that's the cool part is where like you know at disney i think the ears are so iconic but to a certain point when the, you're you see those ears the, the classic just kind of black mm-hmm. mickey ears it you have the ability to kind of overlook them Mm-hmm. But when you see the creativity and the ability of what people have and how they can take really a very routine canvas and do something awesome with it that's yeah. really totally you know for you know unique and whether it be certain character, certain themes, certain movies, that's the neat part. Yeah, and I would say that like what I mentioned earlier, it's just amazing to see the variety. Like there's so much variety with the shirts and the ears and like everyday products that you can use from like the cell phone things to the bags to purses all of that kind of stuff it's just been really neat to see all of the different unique things and pin holders and everything that people have came up with and I think that kind of leads me to the last one is just Chris had mentioned about people's willingness to share their story but to me it's also we've had people that I've known for years through various Disney communities that we got to talk with and kind of have a good conversation with that you never had that chance to connect with them on that level. Also being able to have other people who've been on the show, have them expand and share with us other people that ended up eventually becoming guests. So just how we've been able to connect with so many different people from all over the country and from so many different backgrounds. It's just been really fascinating to me to see and hear all of the different experiences that people have had and really been able to get to learn more about them on a more intimate level in terms of hearing, like Chris mentioned, hearing their story. But it's also been interesting to me to see how open and willing the Disney community as a whole has been to this whole idea and this whole concept. It's just been really cool. Like we, there's several of the guests that we've had that were also Disney brides, like I was. And so I've known them for years through Disboards or through Facebook groups and various things, but finally getting to hear their voice and connecting with people that you might not otherwise have a chance to connect with, that's been really fun and interesting to me. And I think just for us as a whole, I've also just enjoyed the experience of kind of testing ourselves and learning how to do more things and really figuring out the right ways to put together the shows and how to contact guests and get all of that things rolling it's just been a good learning experience for us and I think that 
due diligence and the tenacity to keep going because I think in the podcast community, people get really gung-ho and it can be difficult to maybe keep up with it. And I'm just really proud that we've been able to make it this far and at that one-year mark. And I'm looking forward to what the next year brings with us. Oh, exactly. I agree. And speaking of what the next year brings, we're going to talk about a little bit of a preview of what we have planned over the next year. And if you have been following us from the beginning, you know that periodically we do special shows when we attend events at Disney or do something special on a trip or just want to kind of review some sort of event. And so we have a few things already planned for you. So we want to give you a quick preview of what we have planned. First up will be a review of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. In one of our early episodes, we did a comparison between the Christmas and the Halloween party, and we're going to be going to the Christmas party, and we'll do a full review of that. We're hoping to do one of the special holiday tours. We did review Backstage Magic earlier this year, and hoping to be able to do one of the holiday tours while we're down there. And one thing that I am super excited about is if you are... Somebody who likes to stay at the Disney Resorts, you probably heard some of the hype about Grandestino Tower, which opened this summer at Coronado Springs. So what we are going to be doing is you've heard kind of some discrepancies about what's it like to stay in the remodeled regular rooms at Coronado versus staying in Grandestino Tower. So we're going to stay one night in the tower and one night in a regular room. We're going to do a little bit of a comparison to that so you can hear from us what our experiences were and what we think about the two different types of rooms that are at the resort in the different parts of the of Coronado and the one thing that we also have coming up before the end of the year which I think Chris is super excited for is we're going on a Disney cruise yes it'll be my first time on a Disney cruise yeah so Chris is a first time cruiser period so we're super excited for that it will be my second time on a Disney cruise I think the thing that makes it even more special is that we are going with a larger group of other Disney couples who have been married at Disney World or at Disneyland and lots of good friends that will be with us on that trip so we're super excited i know we'll be pulling some different topics and sharing some show information with you um, based on some of the things that we do on the cruise so definitely stay tuned for that and if you were following earlier this year we did do a review of the after hours at magic kingdom and for a spring trip we already have some tickets bought for after hours at animal kingdom and i think this will be fun because as chris mentioned earlier his favorite ride is everest and that is one of the rides that is included in the after hours as well as some of the other attractions so i'm excited to see what that will be like and if you go way back to the first show, we talked about our experience and how we were married at Epcot in 2008 and had a vow renewal at Epcot in 2018. So we're hoping, fingers crossed, if I'm able to get the tickets when they go on sale to do an overview of the Disney's Fairy Tale Wedding Showcase, which will be in March and hoping to be able to share that experience with all of you and then hopefully connect you with some of the great people that do some things connected to Disney weddings. We've always had great experiences with Disney fairy tale weddings and hope to be able to share with you about that showcase. So super excited for some of the things that we have coming up and hopefully as we move forward we'll be able to bring in even more great guests to share with all of you and so we'd like to of course thank all of the great vendors who have joined us over the last year and as I mentioned earlier if you're a Disney maker or service provider related to Disney travel please reach out to us we'd love to have you on a future show 
Now to kind of wrap up, as you know, we typically have our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote, and I want to kind of switch or hand it over to Chris, and he's going to talk about an upcoming trivia contest that we have, which will be launching the week that this show goes up. Thanks, Vanessa. One of the things I love to do is trivia, and as a side th- you know, thing, we've hosted a number of trivia nights where we live, and so we have an online system that we use where you're going to get to play at home with other people who have a love for Disney trivia, and what we'll be doing is, is you're going to be a link that Vanessa will be providing in the social media for the show where there'll be a time period and what you do is you go on to a website, you enter in the code, and then you get to answer questions on your mm-hmm. phone. And so you have anywhere from eight to 10 minutes to answer rough approximately 25 questions. The system keeps score. So it depends on how many questions you get right and how quickly you can answer them correctly, well, you'll get more points. And so what you'll do is we're gonna have winners two winners. Mm -hmm. The first winner will be the person with the most points in the trivia. And then secondly, people who play the trivia complete it, but then also share and like the content on our social media pages. We'll also get additional chances to win. And we've gotten some really awesome prizes from past makers. And so we're looking forward to people, you know, just answering the trivia. So just watch our Facebook page, watch the Instagram just to see more. And again, you know, it's it's eight to 10 minutes of your life answering, (laughs) answering questions about a thing that you love a lot, which is Disney. And so I'm going to give a preview of some of those things that you have a chance to win. And I know we have a few more that will be added in the coming days. So we have some cozies from Happy Hour Cozy Company. We have a $25 Disney gift card from Lisa with Pixie and Pirate Destinations. We have a $50 travel voucher from Val the Travel Gal. We have a gift certificate to Satisfactual Designs shop. We have a Galaxy's Edge lunch bag from Amanda with Living with the Magic Vacations. We have a custom pair of ears from Disney by B, and we have a shop gift certificate to change your fake creations. So I'm super excited. I know we'll have even more to be able to share with you. It's great to be able to have some of our past vendors from previous shows to be able to be a part of this celebration, and we're excited to have all of you play and participate with the trivia. And we are going to end like we typically do with our Wisdom from Walt quote. And this one I thought was kind of fitting based on what we've talked about being able to make it through our first year with the podcast. It is get a good idea and stay with it. Dog it and work at it until it's done right. And that's what we really are trying to work towards. Looking forward to what the next year brings. And we'd like to thank you so much for joining us on this special episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.